Hey guys, this is Jim Garrity, president of Jim Flix, the backup movie library for Netflix. And you are listening to the Radio Shorty Podcast with my son and hero, DJ Hi Kevin. You want to just like start it like this? Just us, the three boys, how we do it on the podcast? By the way, uh, Kevin, before we get to our guests, just real quick, I want to say that, you know, we had talked about voice guys for the intro, but I want to scrap all that. I want to keep your dad. Like your dad, congratulations to Mr. Garrity. He's now our voice guy uh, because I love that. It's awesome that he intros us. It's not bad, right? Um, Thank you, Mr. Garrity, for that intro. We welcome you to, of course, the Radio Shorty Podcast. So, DJ, hi, Kevin. I'm excited ecstatic to have this kid on the show um uh, you know we've kind of talked back and forth on instagram for quite a while wanting to have you on um you know you are uh, kevin and i were talking about it yesterday you are basically like if you add up all the views on tiktok and instagram from nick spinelli you were probably the most viewed videographer in the country country or world like it i mean does that kind of resonate? Does that understand? You understand like where that kind of comes from? I I do see where that comes from, but I feel like a lot of people like that term videographer. Like, um, like if you think about a videographer, like I'm not doing any cinematic. Like I'm not. I don't. I don't even have a gimbal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel <laughs> right. like there's so many more things that for like for videographers. Even when I see at weddings and I see a videographer like on a camcorder from like like what people use to record soccer games, like five <laughs> years ago. Like it's like you're not really a videographer, so I feel like that's not the correct term. But um, okay, I am content a real creator, right? Content capture. I'll take that. I'd rather take you that. know. Are you gonna like introduce yeah. him, or that's just what you're just gonna ask him a question, Shorty? No, we're not gonna let anybody know what the <laughs> what his name is. We're gonna put just like in the in the title, like guess who this is. Oh my god! Uh, and if you guess who this is, you get fifteen percent off at uh. Game oh my god, dude! It's ten percent off. It's fucking ten. I'm so dumb. I've been saying. I'm sorry, Santi, to like totally steer your thunder. First off, Santi's here. Um, you, <laughs> there you go. Just, uh, there, a member of the SCE team uh, under the Nick Spinelli umbrella, the uh, the behind the scenes guy to all the success that Nick has. Because frankly, he can't do anything by himself. Um, he's just got to have somebody that does a lot of the work. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're so humble, bro. You just sit there and you like shake your head. Um, what's up, bro? What I think I think what a lot of people don't realize is like all I did was all I said was like let me let me turn the camera on. But like Nick is truly like you know he's been grind. I've I've been friends with him seven years now. Nick Nick's been putting that work in. Like it's not like um like a fluke or anything like that. It's nothing like that I told him or it's like I just said you know let me just turn the camera on. And uh, he's fucking he deserves it. I mean he he grinds harder than me. He's uh it's incredible. See, and I don't want to make this a Nick Spinelli episode because you're here. Um, but so like you just, you've known him, you said for seven years. So just in that time, he has changed so much and having known him for a little bit longer than you, uh, just like seeing like what a clown we were in college and stuff like that. And now seeing this, you know, like buttoned up guy, it's crazy. Um, you've been throughout the entire transition. So just kind of Take us through your story. If you want to insert Nick at some point, then that's cool too. But tell us about, like, I guess let's just start with your DJ journey, like how you got into it all, man. Um, <clears throat> DJ journey, I really, like in high school, I was like more into like, uh, I was trying to be a rapper. That's what I was trying to be. But um, Wait, do we to, uh, have any tracks of you rapping, like somewhere in the universe? There, There is my favorite oh. track of all time. It's on my SoundCloud. It came out 2014. Uh, it's called Toast. Uh, shouts to Frankie. He's he's a feature on there. That's but the Frankie. Um, 
Don't think Kevin won't put it in <laughs> post. Looking to you write won't it down hear you somewhere right now. <laughs> That's why I actually am proud of my verse on there. That's why I left it. Oh, public. Yeah. I'm not yeah. too bad about it. Okay. I'm not too mad about it. But yeah, so I started going to house parties and stuff like that. Um, the the house party guy at the time uh, from my high school, uh, we were in the same graduating class, DJ Flygerian. If you guys want to check him out, he's up more north now. He's like disgusting um, in terms of song selection and things like that. Um, so rapping wasn't really for me because like I ended up not really liking to be the center of attention. So DJing was like that perfect thing where I was still connected to music, but you know, I could be behind the turntables. Like there was like a little barrier in between like, like the crowd or whatever. So, yeah. um, got through high school. Um, didn't want to go to college. So like the college party route wasn't going to be a thing for me. Like I knew that quickly, but I knew I still wanted to DJ. So my mom ended up knowing somebody that worked for the company that Nick ended up working for. And, um, the first time I met Nick was at a meeting that he was teaching of how to mix seminar, at the company and i almost walked out because i'm like how is this a dj company you guys don't know how to mix <laughs> like i literally was pissed and um you know i ended up leaving that meeting i was like oh, fuck, i don't know what to do like there's no other route in my city right now like there's like violin like there's not a lot of um bars that really accept djs like, it's kind of like um people are like afraid of like shit turning to hood also my bad if i can't cut no, you go about time, bro. Uh, um, Have you seen the show? Come on. Come on. It's a DJ <laughs> podcast. It's a dick joke podcast. That's true. That's true. That's true. See, everybody uh, thought DJ stood for D, you know, disc jockey, but it's really dick joke. So jokes. just let everybody know <laughs> what's going on. Um. All right. I'm trying to think. Anyway, so. So Violin is not very on... receptive to, to DJs, right? So you're right, trying to right, right, right. find a route that you can continue to DJ um, and you feel like you've been clowned by a DJ company because some people are just basically screaming into a microphone while playing Sweet Caroline, right? Exactly. Wow. Were you there? Yeah. You might have been. <laughs> might have been. Kevin was there. <laughs> um, so I ended up giving it a shot. Um, and I, they, they made me, I worked as an assistant. The first person I worked as an assistant with, I don't know if you guys know, well, Kevin, you know, it was Seth mm-hmm. was the first time I ever went to a wedding and, um, did not have fun. That was not cool for me at all. It was, it with was just like the same thing that he was saying. Say that again. With that, Seth with SE. So you went no, with him. It was, but it was before that. So we were, uh, BME. Okay. 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 Yeah. Another BME, company. BME. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. My bad. I got to connect. Let me try to connect all the guys. Um, you good. I'm like a terrible storyteller. But, uh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So first wedding, I was like, fuck, this is really not for me. Uh, but I didn't want to go to college. So I was like, fuck, let me stick it out. Let me stick it out. And, uh, ended up working with Nick and like, Nick was like actually mixing songs. Like he wasn't playing third verses and like mixing outros in the intros. And I was like, oh, this is like, I could kind of like relate with this a little bit. Um, and then I ended up going to Bob 
at the company being like, yo, like, can I just work with him? Like these other guys, like I'm going to get an argument with them. Like I actually did get into an argument with another DJ because he like, oh my God, I'm not going to say no names, but it was this one wedding. Uh, fucking, it was like close to me or whatever. He, he And he's like, he's like trying to show me the ropes. He's like, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you mix this. this da, 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 da. And I'm like, all right. So like, but I haven't seen, we're not at the reception yet. He, like, he's just telling me like what he does before, like during cocktail hour. He's like telling me what he's going to do, like his game plan. So I'm like, all right, let's see how this goes. He starts playing, he starts playing, and he's just like sitting there. Like he has like he had a SD or whatever, and he's just sitting there. Every single mix, he's sitting there for like three verses, just hitting the cue button. And I'm like, you just missed your outro like twice. And he's just hitting the cue button, and then by the time he mixes it, he's mixing it in between the third verse of uh, Donza, if I remember correctly. And he looks back at me. He's like, yeah, man, this is how you do it, right? Like this, that, and he's like, they're going crazy. And I, I was like, bro, that was garbage. Like this, I was straight out of high school. I did not have no filter. It was literally what I said. Like, I remember being at the meeting. And he's like, you can't tell people that you're garbage. I'm like, bro, you're garbage. I'd never want to work with you again. And then the rest of the wedding of that was just very just awkward. And um, I ended up just working with Nick. More of the story is I just ended up working with Nick at the company because all the guys thought I was going to just flame him. And... uh that's how that's can you imagine started. doing a wedding at all of a sudden you know the guy's like yeah man yeah this is just fucking this shit and you're like you fucking suck and then just walk <laughs> away and go get like water like leave me alone <laughs> literally uh, what happened literally uh, what happened i will say santi like uh, at, at random times you let your bluntness come out and it's always just like so refreshing because i just i just start <laughs> laughing i can't help it but there was there was a couple times in atlantic city where somebody would say something you'd be like yeah no and then I just started fucking like pissing myself. Um, it's it, it truly is a breath of fresh air, and I do think that especially in like the what a lot of people would call like the private event mobile DJ industry is just a bunch of fucking clowns, you know, that are kind of making it. And honestly, just I don't even see myself as not being a clown because I'm a part of it, you know. And and that's the that's the one part that sucks, um, but. Yeah, but you're like the you're like the bozo, the clown. You're like the clown. Okay. You know, we're all just like, you know, no named clowns. And Kevin, you're bozo the clown. I ain't, I ain't a clown. named clown. Don't don't put don't you put know? that responsibility <laughs> on me. Um, Santi, you uh, so <laughs> so you tell this guy to go fly a fucking <laughs> kite. Um, you start working with <laughs> Nick. Um, ha- and you've pretty much just been working with him ev- ever since. Like I'm trying to think the first time that I met you i think we were it was it at the sunny's like player haters ball thing right yes exactly yeah. yes so it was a little sorry, private part dude so uh it was a pin <laughs> <party>. what if <laughs> you seen can Chappelle's we talk more show? about the name of this venue yeah, oh, no so it was at it was in a fire hall uh of the union hose yeah, the, the hose, hose exactly. bro. See, is this the, the union the, hose? The union hose. Yeah, Jamie, you told the story with yes, Jamie exactly. So okay. the fire hall is upstairs where they have like a banquet hall, right? Our buddy wanted to throw a, like Chappelle's show player haters ball themed party. So basically, just okay. every guy dresses up as much like a pimp as you can. Um, and then we didn't do like the whole insult each other thing, which was a shame because that would have been really, really fun. Um, but I think I wore like a flame jacket, like it had like fire all over it and shit like that. I met Santi. His beard was not quite as big as it is right now, but he was definitely like you, even at that time. You were like, "Holy shit, that's a big ass beard!" 
Um, <laughs> so wait, is is this the same party? Where, like, where you left the next morning and you just fell asleep on the Ben Franklin, or is that a different? No, night? no, no, that's a different. So the oh, there's a bar one? underneath, okay. and then that has the liquor license so that they can supply for the party above. Okay, um, so it's just okay, like a party okay, hall, okay. yeah, and and gotcha. Spinelli DJed, and um, if I remember, that was pretty much right at the at the time where he had like a bunch of stuff on SoundCloud and he was like really starting to take off. I don't even know if he was with SCE yet. Um, so yeah, so you guys were still at BME. Um, how was that transition for you, Santi, like moving from one company to another? Like, I guess, does that really even hold weight for you? And did you well, move with Nick? So like it was, you guys moved together. Like yo, we did out. move together, and that was like a that was a slippery slope. Like that that almost been a duo that that was never going to happen because BME wasn't working out. I had just gotten a job at a, at a hospital. I was doing uh house like housekeeping. I uh, it was like pretty much almost giving up, not giving up DJing, but it just was like all right, I'm just going to be a bedroom DJ. Twitch was starting to be come like a thing, and I was already thinking about it even pre pandemic. Yeah. I was like I could still play the music that I kind of want to do. Um. And so I kind of was like on the way of like, you know, maybe DJing is just going to be a hobby for me. And um, Nick came to t- like, so I was still working with him. Like I would I, every other weekend I would have off from the hospital and I would work with uh, Nick or whatever. And Nick was talking to me about making the jump. And I'm like, um, you know, I, I told him, you know, I'll still work with you, yada, yada on those on those off yada, yadas. And then he ended up convincing me like, man, like you're not going to like really make any traction as a DJ unless you make the jump. Like, I think a lot of DJs don't realize that either. Like, if you don't make that jump, the amount of time it takes to be a good DJ, the time you have to put into your crates, the time you have to, like, put into um, even just, like, to... I mean, there's so much part work that I feel like is, like, not talked about by wedding DJs of, like, the stuff they have to do that week leading up and things like that. So, like, he ended up giving me that whole spiel and uh, ended up quitting my hospital job. And, um, but yeah, ever since we've kind of just been every weekend That's what's up, dude. when you were just saying like, uh, the prep work, like during the week, do you mean something specific? Well, I mean, like for me, I don't do all the prep work cause I'm just do, like, I just do cocktail and, um, the opening set. But, um, like, you know, like I would see like what Nick would do. Like I see the paperwork. I'm like a big into numbers and like, uh, the analytics, fucking, uh, the analytics. So like, I like seeing like if a bride and groom is like, Oh, I love, Nora Jones, like I'm gonna dive in. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna dive in and figure out what the fuck else Nora Jones. So curate that shit, Curate that shit. Hang on. I, uh, by the way, you you said quote I just do cocktail hour, but I mean I think you're selling yourself short there because uh, I would say your co- you you doing cocktail hour at a wedding is the one percent of all of us that do cocktail hour. Where you know there are a lot of DJs that just throw a Spotify playlist on and then you know hit the freaking bar and be dumb right but you're like dedicating this this hour and you're putting a lot of time and effort into it well i mean i don't want to pat myself on the back because i think it was selfish because like i'd be with nick every weekend and it's like fuck like i just want to dj <laughs> so i was just trying to find a way i guess to like insert myself in which like in hindsight you know maybe like wasn't the best thing but i ended up convincing him and like he's kind of like super on board with it more than i am now because i'm like kind of worried like when it comes to cocktail hours now like it's starting to become scary like cocktail hours are probably the hardest thing I've ever DJed. Like it's, it's very hard to like DJ a room where it's like when people come into cocktail hour, the first thing that they're expecting to do, they're like catching up with family they haven't seen in five years. They let me go get this first drink. Oh shit. There's right. food here too. So like, they're not even like really paying attention to that music until the last 15 minutes, which means I don't really have a gauge of what you like 
until those last 20 minutes. So, like, you kind of just have to take a shit sandwich for the first 40, and then it's like, and then you can get rolling. Well, dude, because we, we talked about this a little bit. I'm, I think it was the first time that when we went to HQ to see Nick, um, you and I were, like, really talking about it because I was like, eventually when we get to that point, I want to get Teddy to DJ Cocktail Hour. And you were, you were like, ah, I don't know about that. And this, is, this was one specific instance where I was like, I appreciate your bluntness. Because you literally said, this is the hardest thing I've ever DJed. And most people might see Cocktail. Because like now I've actually live mixed two cocktail hours just trying to, to, to be able to just sniff what you're see talking what about. Like. you know. Um, and it's fucking scary. Dude. You have <laughs> nothing to read. It's, like it's basically like just imagine you're DJing to everybody facing the wall away from you. And, and so you think like, oh, well, no one's paying attention to me. Then you just have nothing to go off of, you know, and mm -hmm. and that that hit hard. And I'm not telling Teddy that because I want her to want to do it, and I don't want her to yeah. like a, like Wanna, soak up your the fears that we have of it, you know. Um, well, I hate to I hate to you know ruin this, but you know this podcast is public, so she she can she listen listen so to me. Kinda, she doesn't kinda listen kinda to the podcast, dude. So kinda, she comes home to me kinda, every day and has to listen to me talk. She's not listening to me on the road. Fuck that. Dude, did true. not clip this that's as true. a highlight. Dude, that way she, she's going to see it. <laughs> yeah, instantly. If you don't think I'm cutting this right now, I'm putting it on social yeah. media. Yeah, I know yeah, you just mind. put a yeah, fucking bookmark in, didn't you? Um, I, I did. Hold on. Actually, let me uh, let me mark that. There, there we go. go. Perfect, we're good. Perfect. Okay, we're good. Um, so you were talking about like the prep work that we have, and actually uh, Jason Schuffstall, who's on the West Coast in Seneca, Pennsylvania. I'm not West Coast. The West Side of Pennsylvania, I should say. Um, he's DJ P Fade to Silence, if anybody knows him. But he, he just put this post up on his Facebook about like the work that we have to do throughout the week that I thought kind of hit. Um, Monday, he had a DJ meeting in Cockranton. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, but music prep on Monday as well. Tuesday, he was DJing a social for a neighborhood association. Wednesday, he was repairing and assessing all of his equipment for upcoming events. Thursday, hitting the organize and the prepare music for the weekend events. Friday, he actually goes to wedding rehearsals. Uh, and then Saturday, he had the wedding. And then uh, after that, he played at a sports bar. And then Sunday to Tuesday, he said he's sleeping. So... Bro, I just got tired listening to that. Uh, yeah, and then like I got like my back, my back got sore listening to that. <laughs> well, see now, don't make he's a wheelchair guy, so don't make fun of him too much, oh, Shorty. Oh. Fucking asshole! Are you fucking serious, <laughs> <laughs> oh bro? He's God. super. He's super fucking cool. He's he's actually. Wait, I've is this him a, on, no, 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 no. is this like a? I say, are you fucking serious? You no, I'm just fucking kidding you. No, he's he and, really but, he like, really is like. Oh, no, he's cool as God. fuck though. Like he's on Twitch. You guys should. Ch I've rated him on Thursday nights a couple times. Um, he's he's a super cool guy, and he's I, he actually of bro, all things I could I'm say gonna, of all. I'm gonna I'm gonna save this photo and I'll put it in post in post. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's a guy in a wheelchair, and it says obviously not climbing the company ladder. He has that on his Facebook. So, like, he's, yeah, I'm saying he's got a great sense of humor okay. about the whole thing. Okay. He's the coolest okay. fuck guy, and I'm glad that we got a chance oh to mention him on the podcast. That's really it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm glad I just fucked up and was like, <laughs> oh, my back hurts. Well, he doesn't have one, so. Hey, headline reads, Shorty hates anybody <laughs> in wheelchairs. <laughs> Shorty hates the handicap. Gosh, I feel like a fucking asshole. You are. It was perfect. You are. Um, so, Santi, you're, uh, you're 
doing Twitch stuff still, right? I do want to do Twitch stuff more. I have. I just got this opportunity at a bar locally that. Um, yeah. Is gonna. I did see that. Is gonna. Uh, I saw a poster. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're gonna try to. They might let me do uh, whatever Wednesdays live. So I'm just trying to get like full confirmation before I start blowing it up or whatever. But it might be a thing where it's um, every other Wednesday will be on Twitch, and then every other Wednesday will be live, like in between those. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. How do you feel about that whole? journey are you like nervous excited about it i mean i'm excited to play anytime i get an opportunity to play i'm fucking pumped um yeah it's been like to be able to play at bars is uh it's kind of like revitalized like it's just crazy like it, the funnest thing about djing to me is like that every time i start working on crates and like i'm like yeah i got this crate is deep at least like once i go to like and i'm like fuck there's like 15 white girls now i can only play pop music fuck you know what I'm saying? Or the exact opposite. It's like, damn, all these guys have baggy pants. I don't. There's no girls in the bar. How do I play for just guys? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of been fun to give me like another challenge to like go to crates and stuff like that. Um, I already forgot the question. Sorry. What was the question? No, you're good. I was just asking like your your um your bar your feelings towards going out and and doing that stuff. Oh. Um. Because yeah. like so, but you did mention the it has revitalized sort of like your excitement for DJing. It, it just because it's in a different way. Exactly. We spoke a lot about that actually last week. Just like um, we it was pretty much just me and Shorty talking about avoiding burnout as a DJ. Um, and that's one of the things that I kind of pushed pretty heavily. Is just like you need you got to challenge yourself because otherwise you kind of lose that excitement. And um, so like I would probably say the most excited slash scared i was to dj in a long time was uh when i did penn state uh the the basement and i think you, you've been there with nick before mm -hmm. right yeah it's a dope yeah. spot yeah, yeah it's a sick spot but also it's it seems like a you know like i hadn't dj for college kids in a long time i mean like i've done weddings for you know 22 and 23 year old kids getting married mm -hmm. for yeah. sure you know and that kind of that helps out a ton but i just had never done what is that five hours you know, it's like nine so. to two of just kids. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was the first night went fucking great. The second night, I, just randomly, this one kid was just sitting out in the middle of the crowd, <laughs> just waiting to lock eyes with me and just Shooting kept his, his middle, middle finger up until I locked eyes with him. And then he just went, oh, that's awesome. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, like I still did. Okay. You know, but you know, it's also, that. F also, also fuck people that do that, man. Like, I you was fucking you, dying they, it's, it's one of those things where, like, laughing. it's one of those things where, like, you want to get on the mic and be like, yo, kid, come here. Then you do it. I'm going to go grab a drink. Have fun. I'll see you in about 10 minutes. And then, Oh, you know, that's so petty, though. Nah, but come <laughs> on, man. He's fucking kids. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, fuck them. They don't, they don't know what they don't know. That's their own fault. You know, they'll get there someday. Or they um, won't. Or they won't. And then they can go fuck themselves. I don't know. Maybe yeah. their dad has a great business plan for them, you know. Good on that. Um, yeah so like Santi you ever want to do rooms like that or are you like trying to stay chill I know um, you know when we went out to HQ you were talking about like how you need to get out and just uh, bump shoulders a little bit more and I think you've been doing that a ton right yeah I've been uh, I've been trying to go to AC like Bird Before the Expo I've been trying to go there like at least every week specifically to HQ I think HQ is the, the best club in AC right now um, yeah they're about to um, essentially AC is about to get a huge dump of money and um, I think like AC can be the East Coast Vegas just because like it's it'll have everything Vegas has plus a beach, which is 
kind of crazy if you kind of think about yeah. it. So I believe AC is on the rise, but um, in terms of like rooms like the basement, like I want to do fucking anything, <laughs> like put me yeah. anywhere. Like I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like the thing about DJing for me is like, like what I love about DJing is to be able to play songs that people like forgot about, but like know every single word to. So like, like my my thing isn't about like oh I want to be the biggest hip hop DJ. Like my thing is like I want to be able to play in any room, anytime, right. regardless of who's in that room. And like that's a huge aspiration, dude. Yeah, that's cool. That's what I care about. I don't yeah. really care. And it's weird because like a lot of people, especially like at the expo, like it was weird to see like people, like I mean it's because of my content, but like they're like super hung up on the technical shit. But truthfully, like the technical shit, like I say it all the time, it's just seasoning. Like it's it's just like somebody actually came up with this analogy at the expo, and I'm I'm gonna steal it. I can't remember who it is, but they said like scratching and DJing is like like riding a plane. Like you can either go first class. Or you can go coach. You're both going to get to the same destination, but if you have a little scratch and have a little turntablism, the ride is just going to be a little different. It's going to be a little more exclusive to you. But it's you're all going to fucking Dallas. You know, you're all going to the same destination. Right. Damn. Okay. Well, that's your quote now, dude, because you just said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until somebody copyrights yeah. it, it's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> Who copyrights quotes? Would <laughs> <laughs> you be surprised, man? You know, there's some guy out there like that's a good one. I'm going to copyright that shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um uh, all right. Well, bro, fucking segue of the episode right there, talking about technical stuff. Um, your fader fitness stuff. Yeah. Sick. Sick. Appreciate it. Um, I've seen a number of people commenting on a lot of them that say, I have tried to learn this from every number of video on YouTube and something about the way you broke it down is great. I think the one thing that I noticed about it is <laughs> you always kind of start the same way. You know, you're like, I like to start at nine o'clock. You know, and like it just you start to feel like the comfort in what you're saying. Um, you tried to pitch this to me <laughs> a while back. And I don't know if I haven't told the story on the podcast, but you were like, hey, man, I'm trying to start this fader fitness stuff. And I was like, that's perfect, dude, because I think I keep hurting my back, and, like lifting gear. And I, I thought you were like trying to get in the gym with me. <laughs> Literally. And you were like, no, I don't think you get it. And I was like, no, it's good. I get it. You're like, you want to do like DJ workouts. And you're like, no, bro, you just don't get it. And I was like, okay, cool. Just let me know when you have a video up. And I'm checking it out. Bro, can you imagine Santi's face on the other side of the screen? Like, he's like, the fuck is this guy doing? And just like throws. He didn't text his me phone. back for like two days. He was just, Kevin is so fucking stupid. Like, uh, yes, but, bro, uh, all right, fucking so. Kevin's over here thinking you guys are going to join a fucking Planet Fitness. Yeah, we're just, just gonna go. You know, plan. just yeah, just incline press. Baby, you know? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, uh, so I've been told, I've heard you described as like the best scratcher by some people that are very good scratchers, um, demand being one of them. Yeah. And then you go and you get all humble and you roll your eyes and shit well, like that. And yeah, I mean, I can give you a counter argument for that. I mean, I feel like, like, I feel like my biggest problem as a DJ is, which has stopped me from making content for the longest, like, um, is that I compare myself to like the best people? Like we, we just seen Crazy in AC, like A Track, Four Color Zach, Joe, uh, Jay Espinosa, um, Dopez. If you guys don't follow Dopez, probably the probably the best cutter right now. Um, but there's just so many people. Like I feel like I don't know how to do. Like there's so many scratches that I literally don't know how to do. That I just feel like I just it just feels weird for me to be like yeah I'm the the best like yeah no doubt. It's like I'm still learning how to play uh, fucking Barbie Girl in a cool way, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I care about. <laughs> See, that's that's so cool. And so, like, your humility is definitely one of your uh, biggest assets, in my opinion. Um, but, like, but also, cre- like... Creators are also the hardest on themselves. Like, you know, if you're a musician or an actor or a DJ or a, you know, or, or whatever you're doing, you know, with, with creativity, it's not like you're going in a cubicle and you, you know, you type in your password and you just fucking make Excel sheets for, I don't know. I, I've never had a cubicle job, so I don't know what they do in there, but like, you know, like it's yeah. not like we don't have this mundane job where it's like, all right, well, as long as I, you know, hit submit on the Excel sheet, you know, they pay me right for us. It's like, yeah, I know I'm getting paid, but I also want to like, next year see my videos and be like oh my god like i'm you know 365 days better than i was the year before and i think creators like yourself santi and spinelli and uh you know all of us we're all just which is i feel like good in a way but then it also can be like uh toxic for like your mental health where you're like oh nice you're watching like these guys. You're like, why well, fucking suck? Like, I don't know how to scratch. And like, Santi, I've watched your videos on on Instagram and stuff, and I love that you're putting out more content now. And I do like the way that you um, you're a very great teacher. Like, you, I'm not a. You can ask Kevin, and you've listened to this podcast. Like, I get all over the place sometimes. Like, I, you know, it's like this box just explodes with all these ideas, and I don't know like how I got to put reel them, them back. Like that's right. me now. You know, hundred percent. So reel like, her back. You do a great job of like here's step one do step one here's step two do step two and so like you know i think you should give yourself a lot of credit for that because not because anyone can get their fucking phone out and record you know themselves on camera but to be able to put the content content out there to people and then be able to comprehend it and also understand oh this is he's going through the steps very simply with me i think you need to give yourself a, a ton of credit for that yeah, bro. Imagine Nick trying to teach people how to scratch. I'll do. I I love Nick, but he's the worst fucking teacher of anything just about ever. You know, because he's sort of that like scatterbrained shit. Shorty could probably never teach shit just because no, he's I, ready to go on to the next thing. It all has to do with like the way that you learn and the way that you are able to uh, to deliver clearly to deliver information. You know, um, and I think that. Your humility is what makes you a good teacher. Um, I think that's one thing that anybody that's teaching, you need to have an insane amount of patience. Um, with you making videos that teach, you can feel a little bit of that patience and also that openness to, like, if somebody comes to you, as long as they're not asking, like, a stupid question, you know, like, hey, can I just come over your house and just watch you do this? It's like, yo, there's a video right there. Like, don't ask stupid questions. Nice, you, got you know, that. but if it, Wait, if I it can't had, to, like, some I can't go to Santi's house? I mean, I'm not... Shit, I mean, whatever My you family lives, like, do. right up the road from Vineland. I can, oh, you know, right? I can scoot down. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Just go start knocking on doors. And if yeah, you hear wiggy, 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 then you're you're in the right place, right? Uh, Old 80-year-old lady, like, opens up the door. Hey, are you a DJ? Is Santi in there? Can I come in? Bro, imagine she's like got headphones wrapped around her neck, though. You know, like she's like, "Shit, okay, cool." This old lady slaps. Oh, Santi, um, like uh, with scratching, if you could give somebody like just a a blanket piece of advice, a blanket piece of advice for starting to scratch or like getting to be good at scratching. Yes. Sure. The number okay, so the blanket. I mean, all right. So the number one blanket piece of advice that I just want. I want to get you to go off, bro. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Oh, like, I, I could wanna... go off. I just want to make sure. Like, I mean, I, I just like. I, I, let me just. I'm not even gonna get. It. Let me. All right. Let me just. So, like, for blanket statement, 
Cause I, cause I could get, I don't want to get like into super like emotional feeling type shit. Let's just get into the scratch and shit. Um, blanket statement. I think that everybody has to understand. I went through it. Nick went through it. Your favorite DJ went through it. You're going to be garbage for a very long time. For and and very long is, and that very long time is like a variable depending on how much time you put into it. You know what I'm saying? So like. If you want to be good at scratching by next year, like if you want to scratch, start scratching out like on a consistent basis by next year, you can definitely do that. But you got to practice at least 30 minutes a day, in my opinion. And like when I talk about practice, that doesn't mean like like a lot of people. I think what I want to start doing with the Fader Fitness shit, if you want to get into that later, is um to show people ways to practice that aren't like so mundane. Because a lot of people think you just sit there and you have to fucking burn your arms out for an hour doing one scratch and it's like if you keep doing something wrong over an hour you're just gonna like reinforce bad habits that's that's not it's not really gonna help you nice um so i just think really accepting being garbage is um the the number one key that's gonna take but that's like for everything like you want to be like you want to get into archery you want to like i want to get into like fucking uh i want to learn how to shoot a gun like new jersey just got uh legalization to conceal carry like i want to learn how to do that shit like that's gonna it's gonna i'm gonna be garbage at that until it's a wow okay i see you <laughs> why is it behind you just something regular like is spongebob gonna come behind like, oh, you shit i know it's right there <laughs> oh my god wait what i missed That's awkward wait, wait, as fuck. uh it's actually just it's a fake glock but i do have my real gun oh, sitting down here too wow so, yeah but he was just talking about it yeah but, um not not trying to make it a more, more of the story is you got anything you want to do you know you want to be like i i over pandemic i got super into cooking like i was terrible now i'm pretty good at cooking you know what i'm saying like it's and shit like that bro especially cooking i feel like is just it has nothing to do with actually like flavors or this or that it's like yo you just got a timing of everything like to, to be the best cook is to be able to finish a great meal in like 45 minutes in my opinion and it's all like time management in the kitchen you yeah. know like teddy and i work a lot together uh you do like dinnerly or ever what are the fucking oh, hello freshly hello fresh hello fresh yeah yeah that type of shit so you know they give you like all the instructions yeah. and everything and like we've her and I have gotten really good at like splitting up the responsibilities of, you know, she does this thing. I always cut the onions because I don't know. Am I the only person in the world that doesn't cry when they cut an onion? You don't cry at all? Uh, Not at all. Well, it's because you have no heart and no soul. That's, that's, what, it that's what it is. Yeah. You just know right, it. fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> you have no emotions. Sick. Um, going back to, to the practicing thing that you were saying, Santi, um, I've like any time that you are starting something new i feel like people are way more susceptible to admit that they're bad at something you know so like if you pick up something today like if you start gardening you're gonna be like oh well i suck at gardening because i just started so it's okay and it's like the more time that you put in the less okay you are with being garbage so i think there's so you hit like that midpoint you know that like that frustration that friction point where you've been getting good and then you kind of plateau and you have to try like 10 times harder but sometimes it pays to step away and, and learn it in a different way, which it sounds like is what you're trying to do. So um, you're trying to make, you said you were trying to make uh, like the, the practicing entertaining in a, in a different well, way. I've, 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 I still practice uh, 30 minutes a day. Um, so like I've come up with like uh, what I call like drills and um, routines essentially. So like the reason why I called it Fader Fitness was because um, it's essentially like what I want to create is a workout plan for DJs. But like not like for you to get Jack Kevin. It's like for people to get. <laughs> you know Kevin, Kevin was the rip. 
Kevin was the only DJ in the entire earth that like understood it the way he did. Everyone else was like, "Oh yeah, I got that." Fader, Fader Fitness, you know, it makes fitness sense. Got that, you know. Right. Kevin's. I'm got over a- here thinking it's the leg day. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we couldn't leg day jokes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't skip leg day, bro. Can't skip leg days. No, but um, but yeah, with the Fader Fitness shit, what I eventually want to do, like, I want to bring it to um. I would like to get into, like, I want to have a course that people can take or they can follow along, but I also want to get into, like, DJ personal training and stuff like that. Just, it's really, like, a selfish thing. I'm just tired of going out. Like, the whole thing, like, this is why I always feel weird, like, taking compliments for, like, the scratch tutorials and shit, because this is all a selfish endeavor. This is just me tired of going out and hearing terrible DJs, and it's just like, can you just mix the song right? Like, you don't even have to scratch at all. Just can you just mix it right, at least? Right. And um, it just ruins my experience, because, like, I want to go out to, like, see a club and see how like the people are reacting to this music and it's like well i'm not really getting true reactions because you're fucking you're not really playing this correctly like it's just like it just doesn't really make sense to me so it's really more of a selfish endeavor no I, bro you would be doing everyone a service if you do that like um i don't think i've told this story on the podcast but i attended all of three weddings last year i think if even that many there was one towards the end of the year uh, that was out of the area. It was up more towards home for me, um, like a family friend wedding. And I saw the DJ and I happened to sort of just like make my way up there. You know, he was like in, a, in sort of a crow's nest, but there was like a cocktail area area up there. Um, I saw he had a rain one. So I was like, okay, cool. So this guy apparently makes enough money to be able to afford that. So this is already sort of like a good sign. I'm not a fan of it, but that's fine. Um, I start talking to him a little bit. I was like, Hey, yeah, I'm just like, I'm super curious about you guys. Like, you know, I DJ a little bit South in Pennsylvania and he was like, Oh yeah, man, you know, all this stuff. Then he name drops Nick Spinelli. Right. He's like, I watch all his videos. I love his shit. And I don't even say like, Oh, I've known him for a while. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, Oh bro, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. He comes out with great shit. It's so, like, you watch his stuff all the time. Like you, you listen to those videos and all the advice he gives. He says yes, and I'm like, oh, thank God. I Then that means I've just vetted this guy. He's got to be at least decent. Decent. <laughs> How was he? Asinine. Bro was fucking trash. Give us and... an example. Okay, you say trash, but give us an example of like something he did where you're like, what the Echo fuck? Echo out mid-verse, dropping into another song. Like, just, just, dun, 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 dun. Oh, you know, like. Verse, bro. Verse. Oh, no. Bridge outs. Um, just playing stuff out way too fucking long. Um, you just you just hear fucking clomping of of beats. You know, shoes, what are they? In, a shoes in a dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just and and Teddy knows me at weddings. Like I literally and Santi, you, you're probably the same way. Shorty, I pray to God you're the same way too. Like when when someone does that, you. You like stutter step and you're just like, I, 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 I can't find it again. <laughs> like I'm freaking the fuck out. And then I get pissed and then I drink my face away. And so he does the wedding and then he also does an after party. Oh, and I'm literally just man. sitting, oh. sitting down in this fucking after party. Just like, I can't get enough drinks. I happened to be uh, like jeweling at the time. And then I, so I'm just sitting there ripping my jewel. And then a guy comes up and says, you can't do that here. I'm like, Teddy, we're getting the fuck out of here. We're done. We're done. We're done. If I can't, if I can't hear good music, I can't fucking smoke in here. And I don't want to drink anymore. Cause I'm just getting cranky. Like I'm out. Hmm. So he, so, yeah. Okay. So he's watching the videos for like 
Because, again, like, I've, you know, talking about Nick and, and Santi, you and Nick work together. But, I mean, Nick's been hustling at this, like, let me help other DJs game for a long, long, long time. If you hit that load more on his YouTube and go all the way back to the beginning, I mean, the videos are not the $8,000 camera quality. Like, he just, he wanted to fucking, but he wanted to get the shit out there, right? So, like, yeah. for me, I will watch a Nick or a Jay and I or you know, demand scratching on Twitch or Kevin, you know, DJing like, and I'm like taking mental notes. Like, you know, like, you know, Kevin's done Twitch mixes where we both have mixed the same song together. And I like, I listen to it like, like, cause we both, like, I have an S 11 now and rains. So like, I listen to Kevin, like how, what he's using to like echo out and when he's using an echo and when he's not and, like, I don't know. My brain works in the sense of like, Oh, I could do that. Like I could use that effect instead of that because that's going to sound differently and that's going to work better. And you know, it goes back to that we we were talking about like just if you're a true uh, con I don't want to say content creator, but if you're just a, a person that's in movies or TV or whatever, like DJs, like you're always constantly reevaluating. This guy that Kevin almost like shoved his jewel down the guy's throat. Uh, you know, I think he just watches Nick. He's like, ah, oh, Nick scratches, but there's no like lesson, right? So Nick did the mix yeah. on Twitch or TikTok where, uh, and again, I I use the scooter mix because I can't scratch. I suck, right? I suck at scratching. <laughs> so whole, wholeheartedly, Kevin's seen it. It's terrible. There's no need to. So, scratch. but Nick did this out of Party in the USA into Britney. And oh. uh, he was scratching out of like party in the USA. And I was like, fuck, like in my mind, I'm like, fuck, I wish I could scratch. Cause again, it, it was at a wedding. It wasn't overbearing. It was just a, you know, it made it sound, the transition sound that more cool. This guy, again, the wedding was just like, to me, it sounds like he's just simply watching the videos and not taking any, um, you know, he's not taking it in his own sense and going, oh, well, let me like, OK, you see him on TikTok, right? Cool. He mixes. The dude's got his fucking all his links on the TikTok, right? Go go research the kid. Go to his YouTube channel. Like the dude does a fucking hour show every day like that, that's very well put together and is full of advice. So to the guy that has the rain one and was scratching horribly. Uh, you know, go. He probably has a Rev Seven now. Mm. You know, because he probably just throws money at gear, thinking it's going to make him better. Well, and that's the thing too. Like you, you went up thinking like, oh, he's got this, you know, two thousand dollar machine, and he probably thinks, oh, I have this two thousand dollar machine. It's going to do everything for me, and I'll be fine, right? Is I mean, a lot of DJs probably think that way. A lot of photographers think that way. Videographers right. think that, dude. If, if photographers, that's the one thing they are so guilty of is just throwing money at stuff and thinking it's going to make them better. Like, yeah, honestly, get a fucking UV filter before you buy a fucking R5. Right. Like, just just learn what you are what you don't know. Like, that's... So, Santi, you said something about, uh, like, uh, you were talking about bad habits or something like that a little bit ago. And someone said something when I was, like, 17 or 18, and they said, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So, mm -hmm. like, you need to practice perfect perfectly like just going out and shooting hoops like you could just sit there and you could do soccer throw-ins all day and you could be making <laughs> baskets but that doesn't make you good at right. ball you know Shaq, like uh, michael jordan isn't like throwing the ball yeah. like this right yeah you can't michael jordan <laughs> Although, can't can you imagine, jump from the can you, free throw line <laughs> because because he can spin the ball on right. his finger you right. know like showmanship is sick 
But the Harlem Globetrotters are not in the NBA. This is true. <laughs> this is facts. True. So this is, you know, this is very true. Shout they put on a hell of a show, though. They put on a hell of a show. <laughs> they do. That's, they put on a hell of a show. And that's cool if that's what you're going for, you know? Uh, funny but, um, funny story about the whole Harlem Globetrotters real quick. They came to our, our arena here in town, in Greenville, and uh, my bro- I took all my brother's you know, family, his kids, uh, and they do this thing where they play the life. Lion King, the circle of life or whatever, and they grabbed my son's like one or my brother's like one year old son and held him up in like he they took him out into the basketball court and like held him up like literally just walked over to the crowd grabs the baby and just like walks out of the basketball court oh, pre COVID clearly up. yeah no I think it was it was twenty twenty it was like late 20s, oh well, you're bro, fucking, South Carolina South man. Carolina you guys don't give a fuck Santi we were done COVID in about six hours we're like what's yeah. uh, I wish was it's like, time to like gather alligators. Babysit your kids and shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Santi, did you have a good time at the expo? Uh, there we I go. don't know. I think. <laughs> oh man, let's hear. I don't it. know. I um, I'm not a fan of the expo. At least the uh, I got I got to get more. That's the only expo I've been to. Like I got to go to Nam to really get like you know like a gauge of, to see what these other shows are doing. But for me, like. What bothers me about um, the AC Expo is just it doesn't seem like the people are running it are like in tune with the culture, like at all. Like, I feel like the whole EDM phase, like especially like trance, the fact that it was trance night the first night until four in the morning, just it just seems completely out of touch with like the people who are there. And like they're able to get away with it because a lot of the, the the DJs, like especially like in the wedding industry, like sometimes like I feel like wedding DJs don't go out to clubs like they're not seeing what's happening so they'll they'll go and be like oh this must be what's still in the clubs and they were raging this must be it you know what I'm saying they're raging yeah. to trance music they did glow fingers right all the nine you know what I'm saying like ecstasy whole thing whole thing and it's just like man I'm standing there I, we left like what was it four songs in like I, I mean yeah <laughs> yeah I think we left before midnight Bro, like, <laughs> it was like 12 30 we were all just standing there like all right, well, you guess we're going to go this way. You guys want to go that way, and then you go that way? Cool, we'll see yeah. you tomorrow. Literally, that's, like, how it went down yeah. on Monday. You know? So, like... Bro, we got, to, we got to a bar right after that, and another couple came up, and they weren't DJs, and they were just like, man, they just fucking sucked. They were doing some trans bullshit. Yeah. And Teddy and I turned, and we were like, oh, yeah, we uh, <laughs> would love to hear your opinions all about that. Nobody like, wants that. We would love more, more info on that. Nobody wants that. Especially, like, on a Monday night. Like, on a Monday night... Like that's 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 literally traditional industry night. Like that's you're supposed to go deeper into the cuts because that's like when the fucking the bottle service girls from the weekend like that's their first day off. Like that's when like yeah. like I think a lot of DJs don't think about the industry too. Like like a lot of DJs I think they only they they base success on like did I get a a picture with the crowd going crazy? And it's like the crowd might have went crazy, but like did they go buy drinks? Like how did the bar do? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like business there, there's a lot of things that really matter that i think like djs like a lot of forget about and i think it's it sucks but like in terms of the expo have you um have you oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry uh yeah in terms of the expo i don't know the exhibits are cool um i think the the main stage should be like truly a main stage like when they're doing those performances in the middle of the expo like i didn't even know people were performing and like some of those performers like djq from uh fuck is it saint lucia or barbados i don't know he's a very good dj um and he like never gets to play in the states he was just hyped to play like on an s11 and shit like that like it, it takes him like seven months he was telling me to get any piece of gear shipped to him so he's like fucking ec- ecstatic he's like the only d i'm so sick i can't remember what island he's from but he's like the, the dj of that island 
And like to, right. that's what I like about the expo. Like the expo brings people from like literally across the world just about yeah. one fucking topic. So is there an expo, is there a, a conference you would want to go to that you haven't gone to yet? I have one in mind. I just want to know what yours is. I would I would love to. I'm so sad I missed the one that was just in uh Arizona. It was um Beyond the music. Beyond the music retreat. That seemed really fucking dope. Nam, but I know Nam isn't technically a DJ conference, it's more like a tech conference. Um, but I, I'm fucking a nerd. I would love to see some shit like that. And, um, uh, I've heard Marquis and Shambles, right? Is that one? That's uh, the Chicago one. Yeah. I heard that's in Shambles. So yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't really know too much about it. I'm not, not really. I'm really more into it's like not. going to clubs. I want to see more club DJs. <clears throat> I feel like that's yeah. where I learn more. Yeah. That's definitely where I'm trying to get right now too. You know, just like be, uh, Honestly, I think it's the road podcast that's done it to me. It's just like if you're not out supporting people, how can you expect support? Yeah, you know, like if you're not out there like putting yourself out as as a as a consumer, as a absorber, right. you know, you, we talk about uh, the Rain One guy, <laughs> poor fucking guy. Um, <laughs> like he clearly doesn't get out to absorb anything to mm-hmm. hear. Like, like you don't know you're doing something wrong until you hear something done right. You know, and you're like, oh, that sounds way better than the way I do it. You know, like uh, on my Twitch this past week, I did uh, something that AM does, but I did it in reverse order because okay. I was like, well, I'm not trying to steal AM thing. You know, like I'm not trying. I could I could do it verbatim, basically. Yeah. You know, but I'm not I'm not going to do that. It, I can't even fucking remember what three songs it was. But he yeah, he called me out on it. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel bad about doing it in reverse order. You know, the songs go well together. But obviously, AM found the perfect way to put those three songs it's in like, that yeah. order, you know? Shorty, do you feel the same way about tribute mixes? Would you never do a tribute mix? Of Like, would you ever copy somebody else's mix? So here's the thing. Like, so I was born in New Jersey, but I grew up in South Carolina. So it's a little different here where, and I, again, it's one of those things where you you can't really help, you know, where you grew up because your parents move and that, that's, that's just that. But then I look back and I'm like, man, I kind of wish I was, you grew up there because the music scene, I feel like there's so many, like down here, it's dirty South and hip hop and country. Like that's it. Like if you, Such a weird you're doing a wedding, you're, you're, you're playing country, you're playing fucking ludicrous or anything from Atlanta. Right. We're that close that's to Atlanta, but with like New Jersey, or, you know, New York and Philly, like there's just, there's 7 million different genres you can play and, and, and have fun with. And I think the other thing is too, is like with DJ AM being up there, uh, this is going to sound embarrassing. I'll just say it though. I didn't know about DJ AM until I saw him on Entourage on HBO. Whoa. Like I had, I, right? I had no clue. Like you know, I I just remember he was going to get the the sneakers with Turtle, yeah. or he was trying to get the sneakers before Turtle in the show. So then obviously, like you see DJ AM on the license plate. But even then, I'm old, so like Google was barely a thing. You know, Instagram wasn't a thing. Facebook wasn't a thing. Uh, so it was like, how do you really? find him you know like i think it's awesome today that kids have access to that stuff where they can just they can go to youtube and search djm right and just you can listen to i'm sure there's thousands of mixes of his out there you know everywhere but you know for me like demand always tells the stories about him going to ac and just watching am like literally you know he said he would stand like i guess above the booth and watch DJ and mix. And I always wish I was exposed to that. Cause again, I, I can't scratch. Kevin can tell you he saw it on FaceTime. It's true. 
Um, what do you mean, like, you can't scratch? Like, what does that mean? Kevin, what do I mean? No, I'm not answering this for you. <laughs> Fuck that. It's, uh... Bro, you, so it's, he does this, Santi. He's like, well, I don't want to get on Twitch because I can't scratch. No, no, no. And I'm like, that's that. not a barrier I of entry. I haven't, said, I haven't said that at all about Twitch. You literally have said those said exact words, Shorty, many, many and times. Santi, I may have been drunk when I said that, so it doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't mean he didn't say it. But I don't, um, I don't know what you mean you can't scratch, dude. I mean, I just, like, the... It means, like, your, your hands aren't good doing what your mind is saying. Right. So, you know what's funny? is like, Kevin kind of... He did do this, like, FaceTime tutorial with me uh, and Teddy. We were on at the same time. And... He's trying to teach know, him how the crossfader realize... helps. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. I, that's a good point. So, I was like, oh, wow. Like, the crossfader does a lot more than I really have realized that it's doing. You know, a lot of people like see a DJ scratch. So if you're not a DJ and you see a DJ scratch, every person just does this number, right? They all do the, you know, you know, with their hand, but they don't really realize that like that fader is doing a lot of the work to make the certain sounds happen. And I think that, you know, like you said, if if I wanted to get good at it, I can practice every day, and I'm sure I could get there. I also own a business, so there's nine million other things I'm doing during the day. So it's Go ahead. No, you just made an excuse. <laughs> I did. Well, it's not an excuse. I mean, I do have like, you know, 9 million things I have to do. I could take time every day, like in the evening before I leave the office. You know, I could take time to, you know, find 30 minutes and do that. So I'm not making the excuse that, you know, I'll never do it. But oh. I just, my, I guess my brain and my hands aren't just, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, not yet. I would say though. Um, so like when I started making the tutorials, I kind of nerded out, and I I, I ended up uh, diving down like an educational rabbit hole of like of like what it really takes to learn a new thing. You really like if you want to learn something like like I said, it's just about like how quick you want to learn it. Like the the recommended the minimum amount of an activity per day for it to stick and make connections, like literally brain fucking connections, is five minutes. Right. You just yeah. gotta give five minutes a day, and it'll change your life if you want to. But it you, it also has to be paired right. like with a desire. You're not gonna learn anything that you don't want to learn. Like your mind has to, to be to your, primed for it. Right. To to answer your question, you asked like you know my thoughts on like DJs using you know uh, songs like DJ AM's kind of yeah. sets. Um, ah, right. I, you know, demand has the issue with this where he you know he doesn't think that you should do it. And again, I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't have it. I don't see the big deal. It's it would be like Asante if you are an amazing singer and you you know covered uh, uh, the Bruno Mars song or something like it's yeah. you know you're you're showing tribute to that person because you care so much for that so I think like whatever Kevin did on Twitch even if he did it in the order where DJ AM did it's not that big of a deal I think that it's kind of like a nod to DJ AM and also I'm cool with a like, nod AM I'm very cool with a right, nod yeah. but like right. blatantly well, like, plagiarizing is you know. A whole nother thing. But it's it, not. It's not your music, though. It's not your. It, you don't. You don't have. You didn't write the three songs. No, you I didn't know. sing the three songs. So, like, that's where I have an issue with the DJ world. Sometimes, where like they get a very overprotective of things that they really should not be. Because it's at the end of the day, it's you know, again, if if you're a great singer and you wanted to cover a song, and there are artists that do that all the time on Twitch and TikTok and Instagram. An artist will go into the comments and be like, you know, oh my God, that's the greatest. You're awesome. I love you. So, and I think that if AM 
you know, sadly, obviously died, and it's a tragedy. But I think if he were alive today, and someone did that, we're in the world of, of social media today. You know, I think that you know there instead of trash talking, I think you would be honored that someone would take that much time to learn what he did and mimic it. Now, here's where I would say, whereas when you're going to cover a song, like a person on Instagram, they're giving credit in the comments. I love Ariana Grande. Here's my cover of them. So they're giving credit to that. I think you should do the same. Yeah. Like Kevin, when you did the mix, if you did it in the way, even if you got on the mic, you, you know, and you said, hey, a little nod to DJ AM there. Like you're given, yeah. you're given the. That's the why I'm, I'm totally cool with a nod. But Santi, I'm curious to but hear think, your thoughts on it too. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say kind of like the same thing with like what Shorty was just saying at the end there, where it's like if I were to do, like if I were to cover a Bruno Mars song and I just started singing Treasure, everybody knows like that's Bruno's song. You know what I'm saying? What treasure? But if I, if you did AM's mix, like if you did like his uh, the Sweet Home Alabama into uh, everybody knows that fucking mix. I can't even think of the, the other song right now. But if you did essentially any DJ AM mix and you did it in public. Like nobody's gonna know that you didn't come like that. That's not your mix because like DJs sure. aren't like we're not mainstream. You know what I'm saying? The last last fucking mainstream DJ was AM. You know so I don't know. It's a tough. Why is that? Why do you think that AM blew up as big as he did? And he was in movies and TV. And, and but but I'm asking. But I have a follow up question. Like why hasn't there been someone else? You know, like I mean, there, there's Tiesto and there's all these guys. But I don't know. I feel like AM. Once I started digging deeper into him, and I'm like, yo, this guy's on a fucking TV show. Like, what? this guy's yeah. on another level, right? So, like, what made him different from, I mean, you know, from other mainstream guys like Tiesto or other DJs today? I mean, in my opinion, um, it's just because uh, he kind of, like, ushered in the match. Like, he, when he was, like, at his, like, if you look up, like, there was a party in uh, L.A. called Banana Split where essentially, like, all he did was do a whole lot of mashups, which kind of like brought wave to the open format, like genre, which is like, wasn't a thing before. Like there, like there weren't DJs that were playing uh journey and chingy in the same night. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so for him to be able to essentially bring in LA as well, where he's like surrounded by celebrities where celebrities still went to clubs just because like, that's what you did. And he's playing in a way that nobody else plays like, period. So it kind of felt that exclusive thing. It kind of, like, he, he got propelled into doing, like, a lot of more higher-end things, like celebrity parties and stuff like that. Like, he, there's a, you could actually listen to uh, his uh, Christina Aguilera cocktail hour that he did at Christina Aguilera's wedding, um, which is right. a, a great cocktail mix. It starts with a Sweet Thing by Rufus. But, um, my bad, I'm nerding out. But my opinion is Yo, that, bro. like, there's not going to be... No, no, we want you to. <laughs> there's not going to be another... Uh, revolutionary dj like that that overtakes a country or nation unless it's open format because the reason why tiesto is so huge and all of that is because they're big in a genre so like they're able to tour and they're able to pack an arena because people already know what to expect whereas like am is known for his like you go there and you have no idea what to expect like his whole thing like there's i don't know i can't remember the name of the documentary but they were they were talking about how like you people by the end of the night at when dj am was playing was people would stop dancing and they would turn around and just watch AM play the most ridiculous shit and do the most ridiculous cuts. Like it's going to take somebody and even like you could, you could argue like, well, there's already open format DJs that are technically better now because of technology than AM, like a track craze Four color Zach, but they're not chasing that. Like when AM created Dexstar and now started putting on other DJs and then now he was creating like, Oh, you want to book me? Well, you have, to, if you want to book AM, well, you got to book Spider. You got to book these three th people before me. 
And then like, so he kind of created a network that infiltrated the entire DJ market that completely spread. Everybody wanted to be in Dexstar. So like, there's not like that leader of the community for DJs at all. The, uh, the documentary is called as yes. I am the life and times of DJ. Great, great documentary. If anybody hasn't seen that. I love that you're geeking out. We want you to. We want you to nerd out. I just have a show. problem where, like, um, I, especially again, like with DJ, like I don't. I only know how to do three things. I know how to DJ. I know how to go work out, and I know how to like eat food. That's all I know how to do. So, like, if you get me on any of those three, like, I can just ramble for seven hours accidentally. Love so, it. Kevin, the Fader Fitness, the second one, <laughs> you know, because he work knows out. how to work out. Work so out, baby. Yeah, yeah. I work out. Yeah. No. Well, did um. <laughs> Did, did the did the you know Nick Spinelli's videos that you've been kind of uh, filming for him, and then him posting, and now you're kind of more active on social media now and doing your kind of fader fitness and your tutorials. Was that an influence from him? Like you were like you know if he can do this like I can too. And again, again for those that like don't know the Nick seven years ago, like he has been at this a very very long time. So I think that we should all give a nod to him that. Because I think people see like, oh, he's got five hundred thousand followers, and he like, like they think it just happened overnight. And so with you, like, I think also the advice too is like, I want you to keep doing that because again, we share your videos I on our it. Instagram. I love sharing that kind of stuff because you are a talent and you're also very um, um, great at at um, education and educating people. But it doesn't come overnight. You know, this podcast is a dumb podcast. We do. We've got you know a couple people to listen, but who knows what's going to happen. In, five years, right? If we keep hustling at it. So is that, is that something where you're going to take it more, you know, are you just going to do some social media stuff and then Patreon? Like what's kind of the future for your education stuff for the fate of um, fitness? <clears throat> I want to create, I want to continue making these reels until I pretty much exhaust everything that I know on like the surface level. So like, I still haven't covered like every scratch that I know yet, or even like how to reverb out of songs or, I haven't touched like crate organization or so I kind of want to make reels on that first, but then I also want to start recording uh, the videos for like, I want to like, I want to release like essentially a course that people can take and you would follow that course for like people, like if they just got a controller day one, Ooh. all the way into like how to baby scratch until like, you know, and then you get into, there'll be an advanced section where it'll be like how to, how to chirp, but it's not going to be like how to chirp. It'll be like how to chirp. And like how to chirp and then drop stuff on the one, how to chirp and then mix stuff in. Like it'll be like break it down like in more in depth stuff. And then off of that, I want to branch off or maybe simultaneously into doing like personal training for DJs that I feel like, like you'd have to like, I've already thought about it. Like what you would have to do or what I want to do for like personal training shit is I want to have, you'd have to upload a mix. So I know that you kind of have an idea of what you're doing. I want you to be at like the 70% level of like dedication. And then like, I'm going to provide that last 30%. But like what I don't want to do is get into DJs that like just bought a controller. Like that's what those courses are going to be for. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to, I want to like the, yeah. the guy at the wedding, Kevin, the guy that just bought the rain one yesterday and then showed up to the wedding and, you know, DJ sweet home, Alabama into, to, I don't know, Cardi B or whatever. Terribly. Uh, I mean, I would have been there for that. <laughs> if he did it right, I would have really? been okay. all there for that. You know, like what do we you know everybody says like the the biggest feeling of power is knowing what song is coming in before you know like the first lyric drops right yeah. people love yeah, to do that 100%. shit and and i know like there's always been like the giveth and taketh away thing so i love just like 
just like throwing in a beat over top of it and then people are ready for it to drop and then pulling that back away like that's such a fun feeling you know teasing teasing right right you tease a beat um Asante, you're you're, you're you're gonna, you're gonna you fucking go. crush this stuff, and it's fucking it's great, dude. It's great. By yeah. the way, Santi, I, I saw you at the expo. You were standing at the Ragosa uh, when they were they were they were. Oh, my mouth was on the floor, and <laughs> yeah. So and they're they're. I mean, man, they're on a whole other that they're on a whole another universe. Like with what? Wait, wait, doing. wait, wait, wait. You um, were at the Ragosa booth. You saw me stay. You didn't come. Like you did not come up and. Hey, well, I'm, I'm explaining so this Remember when I came up and I talked to you, Santi, and then we just like stood there for a second, and then I was like, "Yo, I'm just gonna go hang with my girl because I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I left her alone, and I'm just like hanging with Santi right now." I was like, "Yo, I got to go be a boy," I, you know. I was the girl. It's, yeah, Shorty was oh this my girl. God. <laughs> it, was, it was not Teddy. It was me. Hang on, I'm, I'm gonna explain myself. So like, I saw you, and I like Kevin comes back over, and I looked. I was like, "Yo, is that Santi?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." So like, I was like, "Oh shit!" I want like I want to walk over. So what's up? And then I was watching the rest of the Rogoza stuff, and I started to walk over, and you and Nick like walked away, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be like that awkward guy, like taps them on the back of the shoulders, <laughs> like you're walking away." <sighs> so I was like, and then I was like, like my anxiety just started to get me. I was like, uh, and then I just collapsed in the floor, <laughs> and then Kevin had to pick uh. me up. This whole thing. So I didn't see you. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, again, didn't want to, uh, you know, tackle you from behind and you wonder what the fuck was going on. I was, cause I was doing my fader fitness, you know, I was working out. So I was going to like try to, try to, you know, you know grapple. He was getting a floor. fader massage at the time or something like that. So they did have a massage. They did have a massage. Did was, they did? Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a pro massage ever. Never had a professional. Yeah, it was that CBD life. booth or whatever too. They would, I think, they would use like CBD yeah. oils and I shit and give you a massage. Bro, it was like a dollar a minute though, or something like that. And I was like, man, I'm trying to lose my money in a legitimate Atlantic City way, not from a fucking massage. Do you think one day they'll have like, but like we all smoke, right? We can all kind of admit that, right? So like, do you think one day they'll have like weed, like? Lotions like when you get a massage, they just like yeah, they already have, have that. Massage you with weed, dude. The what? Tackles? What? I have like well, seven no, bottles in this here, house. So yeah, they have. Are that you now. serious? Yeah. The, you can, get that over so you can buy CBD buds off the internet. Yeah, well, we have CBD shops here. Like they sell Delta Eight. Oh, the Delta Eight. No, not Delta Eight. I guess is not Delta Eight, dude. No, not Delta Eight. That's Delta Eight. No, no, no. I know, which is not like the. All right, here's part two of the podcast. We're going another sixty minutes coaching Shorty through all these fucking cannabinoids and shit. Like, but they do have THC topical shit. Like they do have. Um, I love it, dude. Okay. One time I put way too much. What else do they have that I don't know? What else do they have that I don't know? Olive oil. Um, real what? like butter. butter, bro. It's fat soluble, so like pretty much anything in in that strain you can get to work pretty easily. They got the um, um oh, what's it called? The uh, they have like this just like a dropper thing where you you pull it out the dropper and you can like infuse sure. anything. Yeah, tincture. Yeah, and you can yeah. like put it in your soda, essentially. Like mm-hmm. do whatever you want. With it's it. like a soda stream for weed. Yep. Um, oh gosh, man, we're in the wrong industry. We should have like gotten it's into not too late. Weed. Like legal weed industry, Never too late, dude. I mean, it is true. Like, yeah, if you want to open a weed store in New Jersey, uh, I don't know. Have, have, Santi, have you ever been to oh, Vegas? Yeah. So, have you been to Planet Thirteen in Vegas? Store, the Apple Store of, of dispensers, the one with the blimp, right? Uh, is that Planet Thirteen? Uh, well, it's got like the it's got the drones. Yeah, that, like, yeah, fly yeah, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's like a hundred and fifty like cash registers, and they're literally they call them uh, what are they called? Bud, Bud, Bud tenders, which is yeah. just fucking amazing. 
Um, and they're like, I literally was like walking around. I was like, they have fucking serious. Like we're in South Carolina. We, you know, you get your weed from like the red. Oh, so it's not legal you know, down there. Yet. Lives in a ditch or something. No, no, it's not gonna be illegal. I don't think until it's like twenty. It's not even medicinal down there, is it? Oh no, no, no. no. So it's like yeah, yeah so we're, to we're jail, struggling bro. down Fucking here, Santi. Straight to jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still a little, little different world down here. Um, but man, they've loaded yeah, anything you can think There's of. They, so much. I think. I just got to move back. I like fuck. Yeah, what South are you doing? Carolina. I got to move back. Sell the company. I mean, I don't know. I would never recommend anybody to come to Jersey. These taxes are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my aunts. Yeah, my I've told this story before. Like my I, aunt, they retired now, and they were talking about like every time I come up, they like they have a new room done in the house, which means they're gonna okay. sell the house eventually. And it's because their taxes are seven bazillion dollars a year just to yeah, live there, ridiculous. and it's like you know it sucks. By the way, I my family is thirty minutes from you exactly. They're in Sewell, Washington Township. Well, if you, if, we, uh, if it ever links up right, time. if I get this party started, you guys got to come out. You guys got to come out. It's I mean it's a Wednesday night. You know that's it's technically industry night. It's not gonna conflict any. Bro. Bro, you know I don't have a weak job. Fuck it, let's go. Are you going to be in HQ for Spinelli on the 29th of September? Um, is that the headliner or the opener? Yeah, that's the headliner. The, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there for the headliner. He's opening like a couple weeks before, but I'm not going to be there for that one. Oh, word. Okay. What do you guys yeah, feel like? It. He's a headliner now. We don't go watch opener shit anymore. I, th- <laughs> yeah. you know, I think the opener shit is way harder. But um, before Agreed. we leave the weed shit, what do you guys think about the future of like weed lounges for DJs? Oh, bro, when they were talking about this on road, I was like, I, I was literally driving in the rain and I was like staring at my radio. Like I was just, I'm so into that shit because I would love, I so I don't really like to DJ super baked, you know? Um, I'm like a edible DJ kind of guy, you know? Like I can't oh smoke and then have it hit me and then try to DJ. Like I need to be like, right. eat it, start DJing and, and take, then have it like uh, carry me through. Um, I did that once. I had yeah. a panic attack. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck! What's the next song?" That that's that's the fear of like having it hit me in the face. Rather, like yeah. I feel like I need to like warm into a little bit. Um, but I do. Yeah, I don't know I love the I... idea of lounges and DJs and and what they said on the road podcast was like you can imagine people like bouncing around. You know, like going to like a, like a bar spot and getting their drink on for a little bit and then right. coming back to you. And people could literally just, they could be eating and they could just spend four hours there just chilling through your set, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I think, and that's sort of where you were, you were talking about like, what type of music are you playing at the what, weed bar? Give me that's some That's what examples. I think is going to be exciting. Like just to be able to dig into so much more shit. I mean, so much. Right. Wait, what? Um, I just said so much. Oh, so much. I thought you said, hold on. Uh, I'm wrapping a cable right now. So I'm like terrible at like thinking of like recalling songs without my crates right in front of me, but. Um, same. I'm so terrible at that. But, same. Uh, oh, literally same. same. There's just, there's yeah. just going to be so opportun- Like a lot of times, like even DJing at a bar, like I feel like it's. Like DJing at a bar to me is what I've at least. I've, I've done it four times now, so I'm like fucking new to it, yada, yada. But um, it feels like a, a six hour opener set. So like you have to like have enough music. And and if it doesn't pop off, like you can't go too hard. So that's why I said it's like a six hour opener set. So like you have to have enough music, whereas like you can create a vibe and get people's shoulder to move, like just get people's shoulders to move, get the t- the foot to tap. But if you're at a weed bar, you can kind of like you could break it down. Like you could go down and play stuff. That, that you could play rock songs in in sixty BPM. Like I can't think of one off the top, but like there's yeah. just like there's a lot of shit that's just gonna be able to be possible. 
it's also going to depend on the crowd. Like if if it's a, if it's a group of guys, like I feel like I don't know. Like for that, I'm worried about that. Like if there's a group of guys at a weed bar, it's like what. What, like what do you that could be that could mean like you want either Jada Kiss right. or you want like I don't know what else you would want like what as a guy what, what would, like because I don't know how to play for anything but girls so like that's the only sticky situation is like are the girls gonna like be accepting it or that and I think they might because like guys aren't gonna be so frisky and touchy at, at the weed bars you know what I'm saying the, the liquor all got all guys at the bar and Santi let just goes with his nickelback folder. All right, let's photograph, see what happens. Straight from the one. Uh, look at this photograph, baby. <laughs> it's a gra- I honestly um, like Nickelback. Do we hate do, are we all on the train? Are we all on the train that we hate Negative. Nickelback? Are we all Do we all I actually like Nickelback. No? Yeah, really. I mean, they had listen, everyone knows like photograph which is like the sad sappy like, you know, like get a rope and find a fan type of song, right? Like but like they did, they did have like the um, you know I like your uh, pants around your ankles or whatever the fuck song that was. It was like that oh, hardcore. Yeah. What is just, that? Let me pull the nickel. Uh, I he's grabbing his laptop, isn't he? No, I I, I would oh. if you want. He's got his uh, Nickelback. Uh, I have a Nickelback record. playlist clearly. <laughs> fuck. Rock. How you remind me? Banger. I like your pants around your feet, and I like the dirt that's on your knees, and I like the way you sing. Please, it's just it's all redneck rock to me. I don't know. I just, Maybe I, you're, I think you're tired of it because you're in South Carolina. I mean, you might be just over. Yeah, I think yeah. I just got to play, and I haven't heard anybody uh, talk about Nickelback in a long time, so I feel like I'm okay with it. I also just well, love that one video where he goes, "Look at this graph." And it's him holding a graph <laughs> instead of the photo. Dude, unboxing. <laughs> yeah, unboxing. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this graph. And like they drag out the other, like, look at this graph. And he's just like staring at the camera, bro. It's so funny. I'll put it in here. That's amazing. It'll be- so the reason why I bring this up, Nickelback up, is because the other day they posted uh, something on their Facebook page that's kind of cryptic, and it has like. It says Nickelback, and then it has, like, uh, the words blurred out at the bottom, and there's, like, this quick song, like, instrumental, and then that's Mm -hmm. it. And then it just said, like, coming Thursday, August, what is today? Uh, It says, like, coming Thursday, August 25th, and that's it. So my thought is that Nickelback is coming out with more crappy music. And it sounds pretty heavy is what the news article says. Nickelback is teasing new music, and it sounds pretty heavy. I don't know what the fuck that means. I... Means that photograph is going to get Pantera. A, a Pantera is getting a lot of quotes in the in the article. Do, do you guys want to know my conspiracy theory, theory for music for the 2020s? Yeah, I think this is going to be go. the first decade ever that there is not a sound. Like if you look to the 70s, it was funk. You look to the 80s, it was disco. Mm-hmm. You look to the 90s, hip hop kind of like took over. 2000s, you know, we had like the pop rock kind of go crazy. 10s, we had EDM go crazy. 20s. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to have it. any genre, and it's because these fucking DSPs, like, anybody can listen to anything, anytime, which... I think TikTok uh, ruined it as well, because what's happening is, you know, like, these, you know, TikTok now, like you throw you throw a song up on TikTok, and somebody, you know, reels or, you know, samples it or whatever, and uses it in a video, and it goes popular, then your radio station and Spotify immediately just want to throw it up onto a playlist and make it number one, 
But like the the issue is is that you know there are these one hit wonders that last four weeks and that's it. Whereas like with Ariana Grande, you know she's on the charts for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen weeks, you know at number one. Like it is, it's funny you mention that man because I've never really like thought about that in depth. But you do think of like seventies had a sound, eighties had a sound, nineties, you know, even early nineties and late nineties yep. had a different sound. You know, it changed there in that like that ninety five, ninety six range. You know. Um, even 2000s, like in my high school years, like, man, 2000s had some of the best fucking hip hop, you know, out like from Bro. 2000 to like 2009, 10, like, you know, you know, it's just funny. Like I look back and I'm like, cause I was in radio at the time. I don't know if the other Sante, we have a game where I say when I used to work in radio, we'd take a drink of whatever. So, so, you know, I used to work in radio, but I look back and I'm like, fuck, we played party like a rock star, like so much. And I got annoyed by it. But then I heard it the other day on, um, like XM. <laughs> And I was like, "Holy <laughs> fuck, man! Like, like this song, like Bro, slaps. Like, I was like all into it. Right? I fucking love that dude, song, dude. I dropped Nate Nelson and Glenn Roush off. They're they're here in town. They're from Dallas, Texas, but they're here in Greenville today doing some stuff. And I left and threw it on like the hip hop channel on XM. And Ti's "What You Know" came on. Bro, my speakers yeah. on fifty. I was it was. The fucking 10 a.m. in the morning, I'm like, what you know about that? Like, just jamming the fuck out. I know all about her. But, yeah, like, the 2020s as of right now, like, there's no specific sound. That's that's an interesting... Man, that's fucking wild. I think the reason... The biggest part of that is just why we're in in such limbo is because, like, all of our... I think I told you this, Kevin. Like, all of the... Like, the late 2010 era, like, all of our artists died. Juice World, XXX, Pop Smoke, uh, Bobby Schmurda was locked up for fucking four years, and now he's trying to come back, and it's not the same anymore. Um, fucking, I mean, if you want to go... Lost Mac Miller. Uh, why'd you say that? Bro, oh, talk man. about fucking heavy. Like, what, dude, literally, like, God, he was like, I feel like he would have been Song of the Year contender, you know, like right yeah. now. Didn't he, have, he just put a new album out. His, his team put a new yeah. album out. Uh, was it two uh, weeks ago? Yeah, new album. Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's just you know you know what, what you know what artists from the twenty like oh nines to like twenty sixteen I wish would come back. Turned it is Rihanna. Uh, yo, that's I yeah. miss Rihanna. Like I every so, think about every song Rihanna had. Like even just the hits, what we would play in the club, what we would play at weddings. I mean, the girls went nuts. Disgustingly deep. And I really miss Rihanna. Like Rihanna, if you're watching right now, I know you. You know, you say you listen to shows sometimes. Hey, Rihanna. Uh, kind of, kind of need you to to bring back some music for us and uh, put out some bangers. I'll take some Ariana Grande too. I'm not, Bro, what you know, what do you play? Like, that's she's an Ariana asshole. Grande though. So, I'm just rain on me. Like just like. <laughs> actually, it's a good. I, I play that a good bit. Lady Gaga. Gaga. Which one is that? Ariana? Ariana? Oh, uh, rain yeah, on me! The Lady thing Gaga. is, it came out. It was released in 2020, so like no clubs yeah. were open, no nothing was happening. So I I've played it a lot, and I get a I get a really good reaction every time from females, every single time. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Tell, I, Nick, tell, been tell Nick when he mixes, tell Nick when he mixes that into Lady Gaga, whatever. Okay. Just tag me on TikTok if you would. You know, give me a little give me a little credit. Thank you. Yeah, I just you can follow you follow, follow me follow me on Instagram. I I, I still blame Ariana Grande for Mac Miller dying. So like maybe I'm being selfish by not playing her. But like I just I have such a well they they but but I guess we could blame Pete right 
You know, we could blame him too. We're get, we're getting a, into a no, whole no, thing, no. guys. Yeah, no, I like the, I like this. Yeah. Stuff, but like, it's it's not. It's n- okay. I don't think Ariana Grande is the reason for Mac Miller dying. Here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you why. I, I know this. Is that Ariana Grande? Excuse me. Mac Miller was already spiraling out of control well before Ariana Grande. The drugs, the drinking, like there was an issue there. There really was, and I think there's an you could issue. You'd hear it in his music at, if if you if you didn't hear it, you weren't listening. The last two albums, you weren't fucking listening if you didn't yeah, hear it, dude. Last two albums, even the ones that came out, like the one came out right before he died, and then the one that came out after he died, you can hear like he's on something, right? Hundred percent. Still good music. Oh, it's amazing I just hate music, hearing. <laughs> and so I have a buddy of mine that uh, my a DJ friend of mine that were both big Mac heads, Mac Miller heads, and so like. I listened to the album like right before he died and I was listening to it. And I text him like, yo, something's up with him, man. Like something's just off. And then literally two weeks later, he fucking killed himself. And <laughs> I think that I don't think, and again, Ariana Grande, I've heard is a jerk. She's an asshole. So I'm not, sorry, Tony Pree. I'm not a supporter <laughs> of Ariana, but I, I don't think Married he her. loves her. He loves her. I don't think that we can blame her. Cause I think it was happening well before, um, you know, well before any of the relationships. So, you know, and I don't think Pete Davidson had I'm, really, you know, which by the way, man, I'm, I'm a decent looking fellow. You know, I'm a decent looking guy. I'm on Tinder and Bumble. The fuck Pete Davidson. What's happening? Do you have like a 12 inch schlong in your pants? What's, what's going on? Mean, here? I, I mean, he's really, details. Pete, well, I know you listen he's to just show. funny enough to, to lock a girl down for, you know, like just it's under true. a year. And then that's where he runs out. Kim Kardashian. That's when he runs out, you yeah, know, Kim, He's all Swedish, no finish, bro. Like, got to be able to oh, close the door. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. Wow. That's oh, a hockey line, line that's Kevin. A, that's an old hockey line. Yeah, oh. big time. All Swedish, no finish. Wow. Santi, you, you know that uh, Mac Miller called me one time? Really? What? what? True story. I didn't know this. So, I, so I had a, yeah, so I had a buddy of mine, same guy who, again, we're both Mac Miller guys and love him. And so he was at a party. And he pulled one of these, like, I'm just going to walk through the gate where the backstage is and just see if, you know, I get busted. And he didn't. Security guys were like, you know, what's up? How you doing? Like, you walk right back. So there's, like, it was, like, Ariana Grande, Mac Miller, fucking, you name the artist. They're there at this, like, golf tournament, right? And so he walked up to Mac Miller and was like, yo, can you hang on? I have someone that I want you to talk to. And he calls me. Uh, and he's like, shorty. Just, just listen and like Mac Miller and I have it recorded. He was like, is and he, you could hear he's like drunk or high or whatever. But he was like, "Yo, Shorty, what's up, dog? It's Mac Miller." And then like that's it. He handed the phone back to Crazy Crane, the DJ, and that was it. And I was like, I was like, I, what? Do, I was like, Crane, what the fuck just happened? Like, what is happening? To you got to what? And he like explained. They went backstage and the whole thing, and then like uh, I think it was literally. Probably a year after that, yeah, that he that he that he died. I blame I blame the yeah. drug dealers. The fact there should have been no fentanyl in his drugs. That's Mac Miller. How how could how dare you sell lace drugs yeah. to Mac Miller? You know he's gonna take all of them. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It su- it sucks though because it's not just him. You know, you look at like like I think of like Amy Winehouse that like I think is like phenomenal talent, right? Phenomenal, and you know she just had she had an addiction, and it is weird how like kind of closing the show here and how we started in the beginning where like creators are so hard on themselves. And I think like sometimes you get so hard on yourself, you, you find a vice 
And you're like, I'll just take this vice for a little bit. And then this vice turns into like something bigger than it is. But then you're like, and also in that space, man, you talk about, you know, the media in the cameras on, on you and the Instagram and the, the social media, the second you announce you go to rehab every, not even just listeners that listen to your music or watch your shows, but the industry around you almost goes, ah, damaged goods. Can't touch that guy. Yeah. Can't touch that girl. Like, so they're scared to go to rehab because there's they're obviously TMZ is going to leak that story. And so they, they're, they're stuck in this like, you know, like wind tunnel of like, well, you know, I know I have a fucking problem. I need to get help. But I, my, my, my people around me say like, no, we can't really risk that for your career. Like, Imagine Ariana Grande like comes out and says that she has to go to fucking rehab. Every single person around her would be like, right. ah, you know, can't really mess with that anymore. I got to go find the next big thing. And they just throw them away like trash. And it's par- some people are not right for the limelight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. And I've seen DJs like that, like that, you know, even just wedding and club guys just go down the wrong rabbit hole and, well, that's the, that's the one danger of, I think, social media for DJs right now is if you are trying to go viral, the worst thing that can happen is you go viral. And then yeah. all of a sudden you have this like demand that you have to keep up with and you're not prepared for it at all, which is why the slow grind is great, which is why I don't smoke blunts when I DJ because then it just goes straight to my head and then I'm fucking nervous and having panic attacks about the songs and stuff like that. Like You got to take the edible and ease into it. I don't agree. You know. I don't think that's easing in. It's more like it's more like I'm regular, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> I'm thinking about donuts. It's just like it's just my mind is not. <laughs> oh, bro! Now I want a fucking donut. I don't know. Um, Santi, on the show, we do uh, dad jokes here, um, and I don't know if you brought your dad jokes to the table today. Kevin usually sometimes brings the heat, but sometimes he sucks at life with these dad heat. jokes. Um, Ke- sounds like we rate the dad joke. So Kevin's going to tell a dad joke and then, uh, we're going to rate it one being the worst 10 being the best Kevin. It is dad jokes here on the Hi Kevin podcast with the Santi show. And we're here. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're just, we'll just, let's jump right into it. Why are bacteria so bad at math? Santi, why are bacteria bad at math? Mm. Yeah, I already told him I hate this one. Kevin? Because they multiply by dividing. That's a terrible wow. one. Wow. That, that was the worst one you could tell. Wait, is this Jen's? Because if so, it's the greatest. No, one this is not told. Jen's. Jen's is great. <laughs> okay, Jen's good. is amazing. We have a submission this uh, week, but I'm saving that for last because, well, apparently I'm bad at telling you. <laughs> Santi, you're, um, you're rating one the worst, ten the best. I'll give it you're, a, you're a three for, you know, trying to add a little math in there, you know, a little educational. <laughs> a little intellectual. You know, effort. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go three as well. I'm going to go three as well. No See, reason. I got to test the waters every time we have somebody different on. Like, I don't know Santi's joke receiving, uh, uh, like, what he likes the best. You know, I don't tell a ton of jokes. Bro, we were laughing about making cat noises. After dinner that night, I, you tried to say something and you went, oh, yeah, I just started making cat noise. We were fucking falling on the floor from that shit. So, like, I don't know how jokes are going to work. Oh, yeah, I do. I did. I did. However, before the podcast, I went out for breakfast. Right. I had to get something in my stomach and I just don't like making food here. So I ate a kid's meal at McDonald's this morning. But man, his mom was fucking furious. Oh, God. 
God. What, bro? I made that. I brought that in. in like, no, I, the, the, I wasn't ready for the punchline, so I had to think about it. It was like a delayed laugh because oh. I was. I yeah. give it a six. That's that's a double. That's double better than the last one. That's let's go. Let's go. So the fact that you worked it into the actual conversation, I will also give it a six. So you're nice. three and six there for both of us. We'll give you a little. There it is. Little, little, there you go. Yeah. You got any uh, like punchline fitness, Santi? Something like comedic timing fitness that I no, like a class but I, I have. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Maybe. I have been like fucking like watching hella like comedy tutorials. I feel I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I feel like comedy is the only other thing that is exactly like DJing. Dude, oh, when I, I listen to bro, Bill Burr's podcast, and like yeah. that's that's what I noticed is like just talk like. You got to get out and you got to get reps and you got to get beaten yeah. down by the crowd and you got to like feed off of them. It's very, very similar. Bro, when Bill Burr was in Philadelphia bashing people in Philadelphia, if you Dude. have not, Santi, I've if you've not that. watched that, uh, I'll send you the, oh my God, for, I think it was for 13 minutes, like he's, he had to do this, this rant or he had to do his comedy stand up, right? And they started booing him like right off the rip. No, and I so don't know if you know was, who Bill Burr. It was the person before him that they were ripping on, and he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah was, it was yeah. a big comedy festival. It was like to raise money for something, and like forty DJs had 15, 30 minute sets. You know, depending on your level of comedians, of, uh, comedians. whatever DJs. Yeah, com- what did I say? You said DJs. <laughs> of course, I did. Uh, for com- forty comedians, and they were doing like little sets, right? Um, right. The guy before Bill, they it, they just booed him the entire time. Or her yeah. the entire time. So Bill comes out, flames shooting out of his fucking ears, <laughs> and he just rips every sports team a new asshole. And he just goes in on like you guys like worship a fucking bell with a crack in it and all this shit, dude. He just he picks Bro. every little thing, and he's like, oh, what do I got? Eight minutes left. Perfect. Let's go in on this. And dude, dude it, one of his lines oh. were like, one of his lines were like. I hope every single one of you jump off the fucking Ben Franklin Bridge tonight, and everyone's Jesus. like booing him. Like he's trying. I'll say iconic, Santi. It's fucking, fucking iconic. I'll try and find like the. I'll listen to it and find some of the best lines and see if I can <laughs> slip it in this. Hopefully, Bill Burr won't get mad. Uh, uh, he he watches the he he loves the show. Uh, the dad joke uh, number three is this from Jen Nelson. This from- one is a submission from Jen Nelson. Um, I I laughed. And she was she was so confident that she just messaged me, "You're welcome." So uh, this is this is a good one. You guys ready? Okay. It's a Christmas themed joke, but I'm not waiting that long to tell it. Why is Santa's sack so big? Uh, because he only comes once a year. That's a good one. That's a good one. Right? That was a. That was a. Nate Nelson, you should be proud of your wife, my friend. You should be that proud. Would, you might you might have should have waited She's for good, that. Like man. if they, if I had the smell of pine a little bit, I think it might have hit it might have hit a little harder. But just because I'm still smelling tropical candles in the house right now, they just didn't it didn't match. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a Christmas well, maybe, tree behind maybe, me, it would hit harder. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll tell the joke in December and Santa will come. Oh, twice. sorry, I had to. Somebody shut hey, this when down. I oh, that's when I job. sit down, when I sit down, ladies and gentlemen, the funniest. Because I'm not a stand-up comedian. Get it? I'm a sit-down. Uh, yeah. When you explain it, it's way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the dad jokes prepared. I don't. I don't yeah. You could be. You you literally had said like 
I'm more of a off the on the fly type of guy, but uh, in in your pre interview, but we we won't we won't. It's, oh it's yeah, stressful you did ask jokes, that in the pre interview. Nobody nobody's yeah nobody's really excited to tell jokes. I'll be honest because frankly I'm just not that good at it. You know, so I I do get a little a little scared doing it, but that's with anything. You know, Santi, uh, where can people find you on the gram, TikTok? And, um, uh, it's just Santi media, on right? everything. On TikTok, it's it's just Santi dot tt because somebody fucking took that shit. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. We're gonna go hit report so that their account gets. Yeah, we're gonna go get them taken, taken off. But yeah, um, yeah, we got this. Get them taken off. All, all, all the radio shorty fam, <laughs> just go hit report on that. Fucking but um, yeah, that's pretty much all I do. Oh, I God. am. Uh, I do have a website. It's just Santi.com. I'm gonna try to. Uh, uh, what I really want to start doing is. Uh, I've kind of compiled um, a pretty decent folder of like DJ edits and stuff like that that I want to start like releasing, and um, things like oh, that. Word. I'm trying to figure out what. Oh, sorry, okay. something just fell over in my office. It was scary. It was Alex um, Napa. He fell over. Oh yeah, dude. We didn't. Nepa's been quiet. I think he's got the apron on. He's making me lunch or something like that. Producer of um, the show here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just Santi dot com. Yeah. It's just Santi dot com for that. Right. We'll start posting. Sweet. That's how I got you the link for this thing. Bookings at it's just Santi dot com. I think is the email address to if you want to book him is for it? anything. Right. I don't know. I don't think I. I don't think I bought that. I should buy that. Oh shit! No, I, whatever. Well, I'll, I'll put I'll put I'll put the information on the screen over Kevin your face. Kevin emailed some random person. Oh, no, he got the link clearly. Oh, books, here. Well, books like, I got it to him yesterday. That's what it is. Booksanti at gmail dot com. That's what it is. If you want to book the man, that's probably smart. Yeah, that's why I'm here, dude. We're here just you know one percent better. That's my five minutes of. Experience for the day, Wait, bro. It's well, been super fun having you on. I know we could literally talk about a million other things give, for ninety minutes. Point? Um, just, just like I, please. anybody yeah, that yeah, wants yeah. to make content, this is my biggest thing. Like I, I do not follow people back for, for when I see their content, and it doesn't follow these rules. If anybody that's making content, if it doesn't educate or entertain, you're it's not good content. I'm. T- Wait. So why do you follow me then? I think there's a third. It's educate, entertain, or emotion. Like if you make people really feel something, then like I, there could be a third one. I, I, I wrap that into the entertainment because if you're feeling something, they're entertaining. But like I'm just tired of the cool. the look Sweet. at me shit. Like that's like me and Nick's phrase right now. We the look at me content where it's just like look at me. It just doesn't make sense. And to answer your question, Shorty, yeah. I follow you because this podcast is providing an outlet for DJs. So like you know I respect that. Right. Right. I'm just teasing. I appreciate you following. I appreciate you, you, you know, we DM back and forth every now and then. So sure. I do appreciate you, uh, you know, always uh, getting back in the DMs and a- answering questions that I have and, and everything. And, and again, man, like the, um, you know, what you and Nick do together, uh, I think SCE, you know, um, you know, is, again, I've talked about this before. You guys are like the holy grail of brands, and there are only a few of them out there country you guys are definitely one of them i think nick is uh is and i've said this a billion times on this show the nick spinelli show is a very well put together show you know um i think he does an amazing job to do a show solo is it takes it that that's it takes a lot of fucking uh chutzpah you know as they would say in new jersey um and so, and so like yeah, both, both, of like, both of you were like both of you were like whoa where'd that word come from chutzpah 
Um, you know, and I, I have a lot of admiration for Nick, man. I think he does an amazing job. I think he does a phenomenal job. Hopefully, Nick, if you're listening, you know, we'd love to have you on the show because, uh, you know, uh, I'd love to kind of pick your brain about some stuff as well because you do some amazing stuff on social media. You've been doing it for a very long time. Uh, and Santi, it's amazing to see what you guys do together. Uh, it's just Santi, S-A-N-T-I. Go follow him. Uh, show him some love. And uh, if you ever need some workout tips, you know, curls and leg presses and all the shit that I don't know about because I don't touch a gym and that shit, uh, you know, don't hit up Santi because that's not what he's about. Kevin. And if either of you guys, Just, I am going to start a um, a trial period for Fader Fitness if you guys want to, you know, I, I feel weird even offering these services because you guys have been de- obviously DJing longer than me, but, you know. You need to. Bro, I have not to. been DJing longer than you. Bro. When we met, I was not you DJing. Were? Oh. No. Also, Santi, it doesn't matter how long you've been DJing because, like, look, like, you know, I, I learn stuff. Like I said earlier in the show, same. I learn stuff all every day. You know, I'm not – I think I say this, dude, like, I hate – and we're now we're going this, like, rabbit hole. But I You're hate, doing I'm, it. I'm, I know, but I'm, I'm just going to real quick. Like, I hate the DJs that are like, oh, I've been DJing 25 years. Well, oh, great. It but doesn't you can matter. Still, you can still learn more. Like, or you've been DJing 25 years and you've been doing it wrong for 25 years. So spend the next 25 years with guys like Santi that can teach you how to do it right. Boom. Show. Out. Bam. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ High Kevin. Check in every Tuesday where you can catch the audio versions wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out the visuals on our YouTube channel, Radio Shorty Podcast. See you next week.